Okay, so we're up to the Gemara on the bottom of Chav Bezim Bez. The Mishnah said that everyone is kosher to write a get, even a cheirishay to v'katan. So the kasha is obvious. My father, I think, mentioned the kasha yesterday, which is that a cheirishay to v'katan, you have to write a get l'shma. It has to be written for the right, for the right woman. A cheirishay to v'katan don't have das. So how could they write it l'shma? So the Gemara says, How do they know to write it for this woman? which requires a certain level of intellect, when a cheir shayt v'katan don't have that level of intellect. So the Gemara says, Amr Avhuna, v'hu al-gabav. It's only good if there's an adult Jewish male sitting there saying, write it for Leia, write it for Leia. So because you need that, meaning you need a gadol oymid al-gabav. So once there's a gadol oymid al-gabav, meaning a cheir shayt v'katan don't have their own das, but they're, they're obedient. So I mean, it's not that they, they can't have das. They could focus, but they need someone to tell them what to focus on. Okay. So therefore, a cheir can write a get as long as there's the adult Yisrael telling them who to write it for. Amr Rav Nachman, According to you, it's only kasha cheir when there's a Yisrael that's standing there. So, okay. So cheir is only good when there's a Yisrael standing there. So that's the case. What about a guy? So according to you, if a cheir shaytzvikatan is fine with a yisrael and a gabav, it stands to reason that a goy also. The problem is, if you say, yeah, maybe a goy could talk a right a get, but Tanya, the Brayse teaches, a goy cannot write a get. So what's the difference? Why is it that when a goy writes a get, it's a problem because he doesn't have das, but a cheir shaytzvikatan is fine when there's yisrael and a gabav. What's the difference? The answer is, The answer is, again, the Bryce says a guy cannot write a get. So what's the explanation? The answer is, which means, they're obedient, and they're not, they, they, they don't have a reason to disagree. I don't know what the right term is. They're not, um, they're not argumentative. They're not, they, if you tell them who to have in mind for, they're not going to have someone else. They're neutral. They're neutral. Exactly. They're neutral. They just need someone to tell them who to... A guy who's an adult guy has his own ideas. So you're going to tell him, write a filet. Maybe he will. Maybe he won't. Maybe he knows that it'll mess you up and he'll have a... I mean, the reason why a guy is worse, Cheshat V'Katan are like a blank canvas. Yes, they can't do it on their own, but if you tell them what to do, they'll listen. They're obedient. A guy is not. A guy, a guy will do it... Why don't we just say that's Moshe of Israel? But, but there's no... But there's no that, that's true for the delivery of a get. That's true for maybe the shlichus of a get. But writing a get, well, seemingly, you could just have a computer do it. You just well, need yes. it to be written l'shmod. It doesn't need any, any das ma'ashiv Yisrael. Yeah, co- correct. I'm saying that's the point. You see from here that we're going to see in the next Ahmed for a guy to be a shliach of the get, that's a problem because they're not included in Torah's getting and Kedushin. But over here, we're talking about writing the get, which is, I just need it to be written l'shmod. I don't care how it gets done. It can be done by an animal. As long as it gets done. The point is, a guy is worse than a cheir shayt v'katan because a guy has his own uh, his own agenda. Okay. Why isn't there they need to be part of something No, but that's my point. My point is that that only applies to something that actually has that that implies, I guess, from the Gemara that only applies to the shlichus of a get and the kabbalas of a get. The writing, it seems to be, you don't have to be bechlal getting in kedushin. You're right. It's a good point. I could have seen the Gemara saying it would be a problem. The Gemara evidently holds that the writing is, is more lenient and more uh, inclusive than the delivery and the receiving. You're dependent on a secondary source. So this is no different than a computer. 
the, first of all, yes, there are some Paiskin that, that could argue that when you click a button, you have in mind that word. So the point is, he's not going to have another woman in mind. He just may not focus on Leah because he's just not thinking. But if you tell him focus on Leah, then he'll he'll, he'll write it, having in mind Leah. That's it, that's it, you know. So the Gemara says, okay, so right now we're saying a guy is puzzle. The Brysa says a guy is puzzle because he has his own agenda. Well, no, it doesn't work like that. No, 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 no. The, the, the only the only opinion is that the person who types it, you need a person. You need to have. Das is only coming from a, a bar das. Someone has to, you need people involved. You can't have computers. AI is not das, but what you need is potentially the person typing it, his das could be enough. That's a shayla in the Pisgim. It has to do with uh, tzitzis. There was a shayla in the, in the 50s and 60s when they made machine-made matzah, machine-made tzitzis, because tzitzis has to be l'shem mitzah tzitzis, matzah has to be l'shem mitzah matzah. The question is, is the person pressing the button having in mind, is that enough? The Gemara says, so right now we're saying a guy is puzzled to write a get. Because, the Brysa says it, because they have their own agenda. Hadam Rav Nachman. Then Rav Nachman says, you know, I changed my mind. Love Milsi. I disagree. I actually think that a guy could write a get. Why? Because in the next Mishnah, we're going to say they can't deliver a get because they're not Bechlal getting in Kedushin. The implication is they can't deliver, but they could write. So I changed my mind. I think they could write. Now here's the problem. Rabbi Nachman can change his mind. He can't change a brysa. The brysa says they're puzzle. He says, see, he originally felt they're puzzle. And he says, I have a brysa that backs me up. He's like, I changed my mind. They could write again. Okay. Um, and meaning, and we're not concerned that they'll have other, their own agenda. Okay, okay but, but doesn't it say in the brysa that they're puzzle? So I don't understand. You just said that it's kosher because they're writing it lishma. They, 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 you're saying it's kosher. But I thought the Bryce says puzzle. The Gemara says, Hatanya uh, puzzle. Doesn't the Bryce say that it's puzzle? The answer is, this has to do with the same machlekes that we've had over the last like 20 dafim. And that is, machlekes are Meir and Rav Lazar. And what is the Iker Edom? Rav Meir holds the Iker Edom are the Chasima. Rav Lazar holds the Iker Edom is the Mesira. But what's the, sum, what's the content of the machlekes? When the puzzle says Vikasav, what is it referring to? Rav Meir says Vikasav is referring to the signatures of the witnesses. That's it. Rav Lozer says, no, you don't even need signatures. So what's Vikasav? The content of the get. So the question is, can a guy write the content of the get? The answer is, well, it depends. According to Rav Meir, yeah. Because Rav Meir doesn't care about the body of the get. The lishma that's needed by Rav Meir is by the chasima, is by the signatures. Meaning, again, there's the machlekes of, is the signature the ikr, or you don't need signatures at all? Fine. So what's the subtext of the machlekes? Rav Meir says the signatures of the ikr, so when the Pasuk says, v'kosav, with all the dinim, lishma, v'chulei, it's, the signatures need to be lishma. So according to Rav Meir, the body of the text doesn't have to be lishma, so a, get, a guy can write it. According to Rav Allah, you don't need signatures, so Vikasav is referring to the body. The body of the get needs to be written lishma, so a guy cannot. cannot. So when the Brysa says that a guy cannot write a get, that's according to Rav Allah. Rav Nachman is saying, I follow Rav Meir. Okay. The Gemara says, The answer is, everyone agrees a guy has his own agenda, so he's not going to be fulfilling lishma. The machloikis of whether he could write the get is whether a get needs to be written lishma or just the signatures need to be written lishma. That's machlekes or mei and rev lazar. Okay, amr rev nachman, amr rev mei. Now the gemara from here until the, the mishnah is just going to reiterate rev mei shita again. Rev mei shita is 
that the ikr is the signatures. So anytime it says v'kosav, l'shma, can't be attached to the ground, all these details, it's talking about the signatures. Now the Braissa says, Omer Omer, Omer used to say, Afilu matzu ba'ashba. If you find a get in the trash, and it has the same names, it's got the right names that you want to use, it's got the same uh, city, everything's perfect, but it wasn't written for you. So you know what Omer says? Use it. What do you do? Chasmu v'nosil kosher. As long as you sign it for the right woman, I don't care what it was written. Namish Omer Shita, that v'kosav is the chasima. But doesn't it say Vikosav? I mean, a lot of this stuff we already know. This Gemara won't speak it out. But don't, doesn't it have to be Lishma? So how could a mayor say that it doesn't have to be Lishma? The answer is, my life is like, The answer is, a mayor says that Lishma is only needed for the signatures, not for the body of the get. Okay. another Kasha, Rava, called Getchen. Correct. Vikasav means the chasima. That's what vikasav means. So there's vikasav means vechasam lo sefekrisus. He's interpreting vikasav as being the chasima. It is a writing, and the ikar writing is the signatures. That that's where Meir interprets vikasav as the chasima, and that's every kash is going to be the same answer. Vikasav chasima. Vikasav chasima. Eisay rava, eisay rava. The brayza says. Any get that's written shalai lishma is puzzle. Oh, so how could a mayor say that you don't need lishma? The answer is ema shenechtav shalai lishma puzzle. Change it from venechtav to nechtam. It's the same answer every time that you need a ksiva lishma. It means you need a chasima lishma. Another kasha esve kishu kaisva kilu kaisa lishma. The brayser says again. There's three parts to the the get. It's called the tayrif, the typhus, and the chasima. The chasima is the signatures. The typhus is the standard part of the text that has no, um, that has no uh, subjectivity. It's, you know, uh, the, the, the generic part. And then there's the tariff, is the names, the dates, the location. That's all very specific. So Rav Meir, again, holds the only thing that needs to be Lashma is the chasima. Rav Lazar holds the only thing that needs to be Lashma is the tariff. The Brisa says, Kishu the Braise says, when you write this part Lishma, it's like you wrote the entire thing Lishma. Now, what does this mean? My love, Kishu Kaisa of Lishma, Kilu Kaisa the Typhus Lishma. Does it not mean like this? You don't have to write the Typhus, which is the generic part. That does not have to be Lishma according to Rameir or Ravalazar. Says the Kamara, when it says in the Braise, if you write A Lishma, it's like writing B Lishma. What it means is you have to write the Tairif Lishma, meaning you have to write the date, location, names Lishma. And if you write that lishma, then it covers the typhus also. What do you see? You see that you have to write the date, name, location, lishma. Not like Rameir. So you know what Rameir says? It doesn't mean the writing, the typhus, the tyrif, the it means the chasimah. It's the same answer. The Gemara says, like, you lishma. Okay, so we had a kasha. We thought these braises indicate that it have to be written lishma. And the answer is no, it has to be signed lishma. Or another answer, an easier answer. All these braises are not Rameir. Rameir is a Tana. <laughs> it's Rameir and Revelazar. You're going to bring a Brysa not like Rameir? Great. So it's all Revelazar. Okay, that's another answer. Okay, easy, easy answer. Okay, we start with Akasha. The Akasha was how. Because Rameir could argue on a Brysa. You're going to bring a Brysa not like Rameir? Okay, so he's a Tana. So he's good. That Brysa follows Revelazar. Okay, who cares? You can't argue on Rameir. He's a. He's a, he's a Tana. Um, so it's like this. 
we started with a kasha. The kasha is how could a cheir shaitz bekatan write a get? The Mishnah says they could write a get. How could they write a get? They don't have das. So the first answer we gave is that you have a gadol standing on top of them telling write it lishmar, write it lishmar, lishmar. The Gemara says another answer. Rav Yehuda Mishmuel v'sheshayir makom If you know what Rav Yehuda Mishmuel says, when the Mishnah says they could write it, it just means the generic part. It never says what to write. Meaning, they're not allowed to write. Meaning, when you read the Mishnah, it definitely indicates that, that, that they're writing the body of the get and all that stuff. The answer is, who, who says? Who says? It's, it's, uh, it's, perhaps they're just writing the generic part, which doesn't have to be written Lishma anyway. Meaning, they're not allowed to write the name, the date, the location. They're allowed to write the generic part. Am Rav Yudam Shmuel, and it follows Rav Lazar, the Amar, uh, Rav Lazar. He, I'm sorry, um, I'm sorry, because of Ben Das is a tariff. Yeah, meaning it follows Rav Lazar. Meaning, Rav Lazar holds that you don't have to sign a lishma. Again, we we had. Yeah, so it seems to be that you basically have like you could have three approaches. You could basically have three approaches to the to the sugya. Okay, very simple. You could say that they, they're able to write Lushma. The Gemara really didn't answer the second answer, which is maybe they can't write Lushma. They're like a guy, but you follow Rav Meir that the Iker is the signatures, and as long as they're not signing, it's fine. And now there seems to be another answer, which is they're not actually writing. They're just writing the generic part. They're actually not allowed to write the names and dates and location. Why? Because it follows Rav Lazar. I mean, according to Rav Lazar, you don't need signatures. What do you need to be written Lushma? The names, the date, location. Our Mishnah, which says that they can write it, is not talking about the name, date, location. They cannot write that. So our Mishnah, which allows it, only allows the generic part. Okay, that's another answer. The Gemara says, Rav Yechon says that's not a Gibshah. I don't like that. Why? Because felt that this Mishnah, which allows them to write it, shows you that get does not have to be written Lishma. Meaning, you have a couple different approaches as to how to analyze this Mishnah. You could say that they're able to write it because you have an Adam Oymid al Gaba. You have a second shot, which is our Mishnah follows our mayor, that it doesn't need to be written Lishma. The only thing that needs to be written Lishma is the signature. So who let a, let a Khairish write it. What's the difference? Then you have this new answer, no, no, no. They're actually not allowed to write the names, dates, location. They're only allowed to write generic part. Rav says, I don't like that. Because Rav Yechon says, Kan Rav Yechon used to say, our Mishnah is a great proof to Rav Meir. You don't have to write Lishma. All you have to do is sign Lishma. So Rav Yechon doesn't like making our Mishnah work with Rav Lazar. He likes making our Mishnah work with Rav Meir. Okay. V'amar Rav Archana, Rav Yechon, Rav Lazar, he. But one last problem. Rav Yochanan says right now our Mishnah follows Rav Meir. But Rav Yochanan also is quoted as saying that our Mishnah follows Rav Lazar. So we've had different approaches as to how to analyze our Mishnah. We've had three different explanations. The problem is two of them are from Rav Yochanan. Rav Yochanan once is quoted as saying that our Mishnah follows Rav Lazar. And Rav Yochanan is also quoted as saying our Mishnah follows Rav Meir. So how does that work? The answer is, The answer is, it's Amiroi Alibidur Rav Yochanan. Um, meaning, it's two students who heard from Rav Yochanan dissenting views. Either he changed his mind, it's a contradiction, but you have such a thing. Okay. Fine. Yeah, 
Yeah, I just wanted to make that point because Rashi spoke it out. The Gemara was not as clear. Just to review the overall flow. You had a kasha, which is a cherishet v'katan is able to write the gap, but they don't have das. So Rav Nachman says, you're talking about an adam oymed al-gabav, an adult is sending them, telling them, and they're neutral. What about a guy? A guy is not neutral, he has an agenda. Then Rav Nachman says, I take it back. A guy can write a get. Rashi says, and what he was saying is, why could a guy write a get? He doesn't have das. The answer is because if I was a mayor, you don't have to write the get lishma. You just have to sign the lishma. So a guy can do it. Who cares? A monkey could do it. What's the difference? An animal. What's the difference? Rashi speaks out. That was Rav Nachman's also way of explaining how a cheshar tevikatan could do it. A cheshar tevikatan also can do it. You don't need an adam oymet al gabav. A cheshar tevikatan can write a get because it doesn't need to be written lishma. If I was a mayor. Then you have a third pshat that our Mishnah follows Rav Lazar that it needs to be written in Shema. So how does a Chirushet Vikatan write it? The answer is they could only write the generic part. That, that's, those are the three approaches to understand the Mishnah. The second approach, it was just it was alluded to in Rashi's. So I, I, I didn't make it clear before. But that's, those are the three different approaches to understand how a Chirushet Vikatan could write. Either you have an Adam Ayman al-Gabav, or you don't need to be Lishma because of Al-Zarmeya, that the Chasim is all that's needed, or if Al-Zarmeya, and there is no Adam Ayman al-Gabav, then how do they do it? The answer is they're only allowed to write the generic part, not the names, signatures, uh, names, dates, locations. And they have to have a different person for that. Correct. So when the Mishnah says they could write it, it just means but the generic middle part. But that's not the way the Mishnah sounds. That's why Rav didn't like it. Correct. Okay. Weiter in the new that's Mishnah. That's Rav That's Rav let me ask you, when, when a person gets, when the woman gets to get, do they actually know that it was written properly, or, uh, you know? That well, that's why you have... By, it was written by... Well, that's why, uh, it was written by a cherish, and it was uh, a gadol omen uh, al-gabha. I mean, it was... <laughs> they, they well, listen, if you're taking a get, the truth is, if you bring a get from Chutz La'aretz, that's why you have to say, B'fani Nechta, B'fani Nechta, and the Edom have to say, I saw it being written. In Eretz Yisrael, I guess... The reason why it was fine is because they knew the halacha so well, they would not have employed this. This seems to be something that um, someone who really knows halacha would not have employed. But that's why they made it, that chutzla arts, they wanted people to avoid who wrote it. Maybe it was written by a guy, maybe it was written by a kid. And that's the whole, start the mission. The mission says like this, Who can be a shliach? Everyone is kosher to be a shliach to bring a get. Chutz, except for Suma, a blind person, and a guy. Okay. So you can't be blind, and you can't be a guy if you're going to uh, be a shleich for the get. Now, what happens? A katan cannot be a shleich for the get. What happens if he was appointed a shleich as a katan, but then he became bar mitzvah while he's traveling? So by the time he delivers it, he's a gadol, but when he received it as a shleich, he's a katan. The answer is it doesn't matter. Puzzle. As long as he, you have to be a gadol at the time of the appointment of being a shleich. Says the Mishnah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Gemara is going to go through. Kibel hakatan vehigdil. If you have a child that receives the get as a shliach, but then he becomes bar mitzvah while he's traveling, or cherish, you give a get to a cherish to a deaf mute vinispakeach, and while he's traveling, he gets miraculously better. Or a suma, you appoint it to a blind person vinispakeach, and he gets his sight back. Or a shaita vinistafe, you give it to a shaita, and while he's traveling, he gets better. The halacha is, or guy, or a guy who converts, puzzle. All these are possible because at the time of the shlichas, it was possible. The meaning of shlichas, you're possible. It all matters about what happens when you're a shlich. But here's the question. What if I gave it to you when you're good, you became bad, then went back to being good? Right? Uh, I gave it to you when you're healthy, then while you're traveling, you became a shaita, and then you became back to healthy again. So, the halach is, that's fine. Shaita v'nishtab, I'm sorry, um, 
Pikeach v'nischarish v'chazav v'nispakeach. So if you were, yeah. Okay, so you have a pikeach, he's healthy, then he becomes deaf while he's traveling, then he's healthy again. Or 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 someone who is sight, that while he's traveling he becomes blind, then he loses his sight, then he gets his sight back. Or healthy, then he becomes mentally ill, then healthy again. Kosher. It's all kosher. As long as you start and end good, I don't care what happens in the middle. Yeah? Okay, they give all these examples, so they don't give it an example of if you were fine and then you became blind and you stayed blind, or oh. one of those other examples. So the Gemara is going to address that. The, oh. Gemara, the Gemara now is going to address that. Because you're right, it talks about not good, then good, good, bad, good, but it never talks about good and then bad, just being staying bad. I, I could actually tell you the answer outright. Um, the only the, the case uh, let's go through the cases because the Gemara is going to address it right now you give it to someone who's mentally sound and then he becomes mentally ill and he stays that way he can't deliver the get because a mentally ill person cannot uh, doesn't have able das to do anything so the qu- only question would be someone that wasn't blind and then became blind right now he's blind but he wasn't blind at the time of the Mina Shlichus that, that the Gemara did not address the Gemara is going to address that the Gemara says like this now, who's possible for delivering a get? Okay, so let's go through each one. I understand why you can't appoint a Chayrashayt Vikatan because they don't have Das, therefore they're not Kasha for a Shliach. Okay, fine. Gabi Shlichas Rashi says, meaning it's a Gzerisakasa that you have to be Bar Das to be a Shliach. Okay, so those three are out. Good. Let's keep going. Goy is also out. Blah Bar Hatayrahinu. Because he's not, to be a shliach, you have to be in the parsha. A guy doesn't have uh, getting and kedushin, so he's out. The only question is, what about a blind person? Why is a blind person not able to deliver a get? The Gemara says, What's the issue with a blind person? Why could a blind person not be oh, The Gemara says very simply, he can't deliver a get because he doesn't know who he got it from. Oh, the Gemara says, Rosh says very simple. The reason why a, guy, a blind person can't do it is very practical. He doesn't know who he got it from. He doesn't know who he's going to live with. How could it be? How could you appoint a shliach if he doesn't know who he's talking to? So the Gemara says, "Well, wait, wait. You're telling me that the issue with a blind person is that he just practically doesn't know who he's talking to. So how does a blind person ever, ever live with his wife? How does he know that he's not living with uh, another one? What's the answer? The answer is blind people can hear. Their hearing is very good. Also. There, I, I, I was in yeshiva with someone who's blind. They're, they're, he knew the base medrash better than anyone else. Their hearing is their their, their other sights are are other uh, senses are stronger. So you're telling me the issue with a blind person is practically he doesn't know who he's given to. If he recognizes the guy's face, he touches the face, and he recognizes the voice, why why can't he take it? It's a little bit, I don't understand. So the Gemara says, Maskevlar of I'm sorry, Maskevlar of Yosef, Isha. Then how could Asuma ever be mutter with his wife? He doesn't know who she is. Stam, how is any man allowed to be with his wife when the lights are off? He doesn't recognize her. There's no light. What's the answer? The answer is you recognize by other senses. You have hearing, touch, smell, all these things. So, you hear the voice. So how can it be that the Suma can't deliver because he doesn't know who he's talking to? He could he could tell by the voice. So I don't understand. So you know the Gemara says? So what's the issue with a, a blind person delivering against? El Amr, Rabbi Yosef, Hacha B'chutz The answer is, we're talking about a case where you're delivering from Chutz and you have to be able to say, B'fani Nechtav, B'fani Nechtam. And you can't do that. That you can't do. Meaning, delivering a get, yes, he knows who he's talking to. He could say, 
I took it from him, I gave it to him because he told my voice. But to say before Nechtam, before Nechtam, that I was there for the writing and the signing and I saw who wrote it, I saw who signed it, that you can't do. The Gemara, meaning, that, meaning the case where it says the Summa can't do it is Dafka where he's delivering it from Chutzlar, so he has to say before Nechtam, before Nechtam. Correct. So the Gemara says, exactly, he himself. By the way, Rav Sheshis also. Yeah, right. Rav Sheshis also was blind. Yeah. So they're both, they're both, uh, Rav Sheshis maybe had a harder time. It's interesting. Rav Sheshis and Rav Yosef were both blind. So they were both having opinions on this. It's interesting. Uh, it's a good point. <laughs> the answer is the issue with a blind person is Dafka from Chutzlaretz because he has to say Pafani and Okay. Amrle Abaya. So Abaya says like this. Wait, 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 wait. According to Abaya, Abaya is like, wait, one second. So the issue with a blind person is he has to say Pafani and What about the following case? This is what Yehuda asked on, on Zoom. You, you had, he is healthy at the time of delivery, and then he becomes blind while traveling. That should be fine. Because if the whole issue is that he can't say, he could, because he, he had sight at the time. The Mishnah indicates that you have to start off good and end good. But why? You could start off good and end bad, because as long as you had sight at the time of the signing and the writing, you could say, so why does the Mishnah say it has to start good and end good? It doesn't have to. You could start good and end blind. So the Gemara says, According to you, Pasuk, according to your issue, that the reason why he can't be a shliach is because he can't say nechtav. But what if he was healthy at the time of the Minu Shlichus? So he saw the writing and he saw the signing and then while traveling he became blind. So he could say nechtav. It should be kosher. Well, wait, you'll say he was healthy at the time, so he saw and then while he's traveling, he became blind. So that should be fine. No, he doesn't have to get better. He could say, he remembers it. So wait a minute, so you're going to tell me if that's okay. The case of the Mishnah that says that he could do it is where he was healthy, became blind, then became healthy again. Why do you have to become healthy again? He could stay blind and should still be able to say it. Why does he have to get better? The Gemara says, you know what the truth is? The truth is, you're right. Someone who was healthy and then became blind could say, could, could be a, a, a shliach. So why does the Mishnah say, healthy, blind, healthy again? I'll tell you why. It's just to keep the flow going. Because what are the other cases? The other case of someone who's a shaita. Healthy and then shaita cannot deliver again because he's not a bardas to be a delivered. So by the shaita, it has to be healthy, bad, healthy. So to keep the flow... Healthy, bad, healthy, they did the same thing for blind. But the truth is, by blind, if it's healthy, then bad, that's fine also. It just did healthy, bad, healthy, because to keep the flow going for the other cases. The Gemara says, But because it picked the other case of a shaita, which is healthy, then shaita, then healthy, So the truth is, by a blind person, if you're actually healthy and then become blind, you actually could deliver again, because you could say, Why does the Mishnah say, healthy, blind, healthy? Just to keep the flow going. I'll prove it to you. The actual case of the Mishnah, when the Mishnah said, what's the rule? As long as you start, it doesn't say healthy. It says with das and end with das. So it shows you that, that the, the, the Mishnah's main point is talking about a shaita. It didn't say start healthy and end healthy because you don't have to end healthy. You could end blind. But you have to end with das. But by blind, the taka, even if you're blind. No. It's not a lack of das. It's not a lack of das. He has das. No. When? 
Chayushet v'katan. A suma is 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 better to die. It's it's like a someone that's better to be dead. It's kemes. None of it das. Of course he has das. Rosheshes and Rav Yosef. They had a tremendous amount of das. Rav Yosef is uh, Sinai, I think. So it's a big das. Okay. The Gemara says like this. Um, the Gemara says like this. What about an Evid? Can a non-Jewish Evid? We got to turn on the jets a little bit. Can a non-Jewish Evid um, uh, be shliach uh, uh, to deliver again and to makabel again for a woman? So it's it's a Canaanite slave. Can they? So guy is out. What about a Canaanite slave? The Canaanite slave is a little bit interesting because it has the status of a woman. So it's kind of Jewish, kind of not Jewish. So the Gemara says, Amrlu, well, mid the kapasalim. So go to the next page. He says, Well, if a guy is out, kosher. It implies that that a Canaanite slave is kosher because they're more Jewish than a guy. I disagree. I think it's a problem. Why? is Very simple. Um Yochanan feels the main barometer is are you included in the parsha? Right? If you're included in the parasha, good. If not, not. That's his rule. So is a is a Canaanite slave, does he have Gitna Kedushin? No. He's allowed to live with uh, with Canaanite Shivchas. So because he's not included, included in Gitna Kedushin, he can't be a Shliach. This, this was, I was giving exactly, that. exactly. That's why I said he got to wait. So the Gemara point is, his, his point is, Rabbi Yochanan's barometer is, it's just a matter of, are you in the parasha? If you're in the parasha, good. If not, not. He's not in the parasha, so he's out. There's no getting kedushin by Rebbe Kanan. He can live with a guy, so he's not in the parsha, so he can't be a shliach. Here's the problem. No, that's the thing by as a guy. It's the same argument by a guy. A cotton had kedushin, can have kedushin. He's a Jew. So the point is, a slave because he's not in the chag in a kedushin, he can't be a shliach. Now the Gemara just has a side point. You're telling me that the rule is, if you're in the parsha, good. If not, not. Here's the problem. A guy is in the parsha for truma. Because he could separate truma, but he can't be a shliach for separating truma. So in that, so it's it's a little bit. So the gemara just has a side question of the, the gemara says like this: You're telling me that anything that you're included in the parsha, you're you could be a shliach. But wait a minute. We know that a guy can separate his own truma. The mishnah says if a guy has fruit, and he separates his own truma from his own produce, it works. So he's included in truma. But he can't be a shliach. So you're telling me, just as a side cash, you're telling me that if you're included in the parsha, you could be a shliach. A guy is in the parsha of truma, but he's not a shliach. What's the answer? Why? My time. Because the Pasuk says by truma, atem. Ma'atem Yisrael. Yisrael. You have to be a Yisrael. So the question is, by a a non a Canaanite slave, you're telling me just this is more as an aside. Can a Canaanite slave be a shliach for truma? I, I would say yes because they're in the parsha. You told me parsha shliach, not parsha no shliach. The problem is just as an aside. A guy is in the parsha of truma and he can't be a shliach. Why? Because it says atem. You have to be a Jew. A Canaanite slave is not a Jew, so a Canaanite slave should not be able to be a shliach for truma, despite the fact that he's in the parsha because he's not a Jew. The answer is no, 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 no. It never says you have to be a Jew. It says you have to have a bris. Meaning, we know a, a Jew's in, a guy's out. So we thought, because you have to be a Jew. And a Canaanite slave's not a Jew. The answer is no, no, no. It says, ma'atem b'nei bris. You have to have a bris mila. A, 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 a Canaanite slave, while he may not be a Jew, he has a bris. 
So the Gemara, so the Gemara's kasha was: You're telling me that if you're included in the parish, you could be a shliach, which would extrapolate that a Canaanite slave can be a shliach for truma because he's included in the parish of truma. But we know a guy's out. So what's the difference? If you have to be a Jew, they both should be out. The answer is: It's not a matter of Jew; it's a matter of bris milah. So the Gemara says. Yeah, no, no. This is a side side tangent. The Gemara says. Um, Okay. Rav Yechon says the same thing, which is that a Canaanite slave cannot be a shliach for a get because they're not including get in Kedushan. This is talking about a get for a woman. Then look at the next line. Although we have a concept, Okay, okay. he says like this. This is the only thing that's a little bit tricky. You just have to focus. Marsh, two minutes. A Canaanite slave is not able to be a shliach for a get because he's not including get in Kedushan. It's talking about a get for a woman. So if you give a Canaanite slave to be a shliach, no good. But then he says, although a Canaanite slave who's pregnant, if you own the slave and she's pregnant, and you say to her, you give her a document that says that the baby is, the fetus is free, that does work. Okay. Um, so we started with a get of a woman, divorce, then we went to emancipation documents. How do we go there so fast? So meaning, we start off by saying that Evid cannot be a shliach to makabal a divorce document, although she could receive an emancipation for her fetus. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, I, don't, I don't see what's the... Emancipation documents, they're going to be more included that's their parsha, than a divorce document, which they're not included. The Gemara says, What are you talking about? The answer is like this. This is what he actually said. He said two statements. The first one, a Canaanite slave cannot receive a get for, uh, cannot be a shlech for a get, for a divorce document. Stop. Unrelated. He also said a second thing, and that is, I'll tell you that, so we'll see it inside. So he said the first statement, that a Canaanite slave cannot be a shlech for a divorce Okay. Then he said a second statement, which is, what if I want to give a Canaanite slave an emancipation document for another Canaanite slave? You could do that. They could be a shliach. But you cannot, if I own both of you, you're both two Canaanite slaves that I own, I cannot give you a, an emancipation document for him. Why? Because Masha Kana Evid Kana Rabo. So that was his second statement. So his first statement was that an Evid cannot be a shliach to Mechabal get the divorce document, okay? Then he said, secondly, if a person owns two slaves, you can't give one of them an emancipation document for the other. You can't be a shliach when I own both of you, because the second I give it to you, it goes back to me. I, wait a minute, but how come if you give a woman who's pregnant, you give her an emancipation document for her fetus, it works? Isn't she a shliach? Think about it. What's the difference between you two slaves that I own or if you were pregnant, getting weird, if you were pregnant, if I hand you an emancipation document for the fetus, that works. What's the difference? That's what he was addressing. The Gemara says, You cannot give an emancipation document for one slave to deliver to another slave if you own both of them. If someone's going to ask you, But what about the fact that if you have a pregnant slave and you want to emancipate the fetus, it works. 
But isn't the mother being a shliach for the baby and you own both of them? What's the difference? The answer is, There's two explanations from G'dayli Adar. Rav Zeri, Rav Shmuel, Rav Yitzchak. Chad Omar, Homani Rebbe, Hid Omar, HaMashach, Chad Zayavid Kana. The answer both of them, by the way, they both give the same answer, just a different direction. That is, the reason why it works by the pregnant woman with the fetus is because when she receives the fetus, the emancipation, she also becomes free. Meaning, if I give you, if I own both of you and I give, he delivered to him, that doesn't work because I own both of you and the second I give it to you, it goes back to me. The reason why it works by a pregnant woman with a fetus is because when you, when you free a fetus, either it's considered freeing half a slave and that affects to free the whole slave, or the, the fetus is considered a part of it. So it's like the equivalent of me saying, I want to free your arm. Of course you could do that. And then once your arm's free, your whole body's free. The Gemara says, So the reason why it works over there is because it's not like asking one slave to deliver a document to the other slave. When I, when I free the fetus, I free the mom too. That's why the mom can do it, because it's not shlichus. She's receiving her own, her own emancipation. It's language. Yes. It's not, it's not, it's not Correct. It's just a... Two minutes, Mamash two minutes, we'll finish up. The Mishnah says, Okay. Do we have two minutes? You guys have two minutes? Yeah, Mamash two minutes. You know what, though? You know what? We'll stop here, and tomorrow there's no laning. We'll just, we'll, we'll finish up tomorrow. We'll stop here. 38, 31. We'll stop here.